Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. As this election here in the United States of America comes closer and closer and closer, I feel just uh, the need, desire to discontinue to get thoughts out on it. Um, and hopefully as many people as possible speak out so that as many people feel as comfortable knowing that we're all on the same page here. You know, uh, more and more uh, people that tend to vote Republican are making it known and kind of proclaiming it publicly that they will not be voting Republican this year. Not just Don not Donald Trump, but blue all the way down the line. Uh, we, we need to send a message to the Republican Party. Um, something has to change, you know, uh, this kind of... You know, there's a certain belief that, uh, you know, sort of, it goes all the way back to the beginnings, the idea that the, 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 the sort of ruling class have a, like a greater say in what's going on, you know, and, and that, that tug and pull between what the people want as a whole and what these sort of, you know, all-knowing in what well, at least in their minds the people that know what's best in, in the direction that they want to go in you know and that's really the tug and pull but it's been getting a little bit more extreme in re in recent years especially under this trump regime um you know again it, it's a steady drum beat on this podcast something i say often but it's something that just needs to be more explicitly said on the news the Republican Party, the grand old party, the Republican National Committee, is the organization that represents the interest of the wealthy on the political level. You know, they, they represent the interests of the wealthy in politics, in government. And that's, that's what those people with R's next to their name, when you see them on the news or on the TV doing interviews, that particular person with the R next to their name is a member of the group that protects the interests of the wealthy. That's that. That's what they do. That is their primary focus as far as legislation, as far as doing the actual doing. Okay, not not so much rhetoric, and 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 the rhetoric is all still part of their primary objectives. You know, uh, because their primary objectives only positively benefit about two percent of the population. They have to find ways to convince people who are not wealthy to go along with it, you know, to support their policies. Uh, sometimes it's by pretending that the policies that they are indeed passing uh, are not what they are or, or something. Just sort of clever um, covering up and, and just, just basically clever rhetoric, political kind of gibberish to sort of maneuver around what was actually done in an actual bill, you know. But in recent years, they've become a little more bold, you know. They've come more out with it and, and, and kind of made it more explicitly clear. I mean, what does that organization do? What is the Republican Party? All those people with R's next to their name, what is it that they do, you know, going by you know, modern times, last few years, so again, not, not so much what 
the voters of the Republican Party think that the Republican Party stands for, you know, what what are those, what is that organization in reality? What do they actually do? You know, nuts and bolts, you know, the actual legislation passed and such, you know, what, what kind of things are those? What, what is it that they do while in office? And how does it pertain to the interests of the people, us, the, the people living in this country, human beings? What do they do that benefits us, human beings? You know, and that that's the thing to, to kind of focus on, because a lot of their rhetoric, even when you listen to it, you, you kind of realize that the concerns of the people as a as a whole, us living, breathing human beings, are just not 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 really the focus. That's not really what they're concerned about. You know, GDP went up. The Dow Jones went up. You know, we got a trade deficit with China, so now we got tariffs with China. You know, what about the people? You know, how how easy is it for people to get enough food to eat? You know, do people have a place to live? You know, what percentage of the people are homeless, and what can we do to fix that? You know, are people healthy? Are they able to easily get and access health care? You know, are, are people able to get an education and, and skills needed to, you know, work in a in-demand job and earn a good living doing as such? You know, what are the Republican Party people? You know, you know the, the people on the TV with the R's next to their name. What are they doing specifically in office? That pertains to those particular issues specifically. What are they doing? You, you know. Um, oh yes, they did pass a tax bill early in Donald Trump's presidency. You know, Donald Trump got elected by a huge group of working class folk, and what was the first law he signed in? Uh, a, a tax bill that gave more money to wealthy people. It was a huge tax cut for wealthy people and big corporations. Yeah. It benefited wealthy people. Some working class people actually lost their job because uh, some of the corporations that had their tax rate lowered, they could uh, make adjustments in operation expenses and still maintain the same profit. So, um, operation, you know, people, the people doing all the work are simply an expense uh, to a corporation. A corporation is not a person. It's not a living thing. Citizens United is wrong. <laughs> a corporation is a corporation. That, that, that it's nothing more, nothing less. You know, it's a, technically it's really just a legal document. You know, defining what assets are owned and such. You know, under said entity. But it's just an entity. You, you know, it's. It's not a living, breathing thing. The people working for the corporation, they are living, breathing people, you know. But sometimes when you're in the uh, corporate cog or whatever, it can be uh, draining on the mind and body, 
soul, spirit. Uh, three and a half years, I worked for one particular corporation. And uh, all three, like three and a half years, it's it's like a few days worth of memory or something, you know. There's Every day was basically just a carbon copy of the previous day. Answering 40 to 50 calls a day about people's cable bill and people getting upset because their cable bill went up because their promotion went off. And asking them a bunch of questions, uh, repackage them and put them into some new bundle deal or whatever. And off they go. Try to keep the call under 10 minutes. 40 to 50 times a day for three and a half years. Um, whenever I went, we went into meetings, we signed in with our sales ID or our employee ID. We didn't sign our name, just signed in with a number. And the uh, same with when we were filling out our work orders, it was just a sales ID, you know. Um, that's kind of what happens with corporations. It's just easier to just give each person a number because there's so many people that you'll end up invariably having someone with the same name or whatever. So you don't get to go by a name or even a nickname, heaven forbid. Uh, you're just a number, you know. And, uh, you know, at, your, at the one location I was at for three and a half years, I was one of a couple hundred people with the exact same job description. You know, it could be very disheartening. Call center. I did that for quite a while. A few of the corporations I worked for too, but when you're in them and working for them, you do indeed realize the true intent of that particular entity. Sometimes it may be, take a while to truly sink in, but it is an entity for the, that exists for the sole purpose of benefiting the shareholders. And um, the employees, the people doing all the work, are simply an expense, you know, of that the owners or the people, you know, the corporation itself have to pay. Uh, but the, the more minimal that expense is, then the greater the dividend that can be paid to the owners of the company, the shareholders. And that is the main focus, benefiting the shareholders. And if the people running the company, not, not doing all the work, but running the company, you know, you know sort of coming up, coming up with sort of overarching sort of guidelines. But a lot of times, once a corporation's around, it's the sort of middle managers and sort of uh, location managers and uh, the boots on the ground at each particular location that are doing all the work work, you know, like think Comcast or, you know, even the, when I was at Charter, it's a cable company, you know, the cable technicians, the people in the call center, you know, the people in the sales center, they're the one doing all the, all the work work. You know, the CEO of Comcast, he's not poking up your cable or something like that. And, and once Comcast, certain contracts are signed with certain networks and all that kind of stuff, all that kind of takes care of itself. The actual operations, day-to-day -day grind, I mean, that's a kind of a, that's the constant ebb and flow and adjusting, you know, the, the CEO or I think CEOs are overvalued dramatically, you know. But that's the whole point. They're, they're, they get a reward for increasing shareholder value. Because, again, that's, that's the purpose of a corporation. That's it. it it's, not, it's not to make a world a better place. No, it, it's, to in, it's just to increase shareholder value. Nothing more, nothing less. You know, that, that's what they do. So, you know, the organization politically that focuses most and specifically 
on making sure that those types of businesses are the ones that are going to be the most successful in this country, big, massive, multinational corporations, uh, is the Republican Party. It very much encourages that type of business to thrive the most. It makes it most difficult for small businesses. Uh, which it, it's most focused on the sort of macro Dow Jones, you know, com big publicly traded companies that are traded on the Dow Jones Industrial Average. You know, if you're a small business, one location in one town, you're not going to be traded on the Dow Jones, you know, the New York Stock Exchange. You know, you're, you're not going to be, a, you're not a publicly traded company or a private company. Probably a limited liability, li limited liability or limited partnership. Obviously, not a sole proprietorship. Don't ever do that. You want to have created as some kind of basic uh, limited liability corporation, you know, so that you personally aren't liable for debts of said company. And that's, you know, that's the whole reason that companies are created. So you can create this thing that do this something that you like to do and earn a living doing it. Uh, but you personally are not going to be like, you know, the business expenses become more than the revenue. You're not going to be personally liable. The, the company will have to declare bankruptcy, and there's various things that happen there. But but no, it's limited liability. So if you're personally doing things, then you know you may not be able to just get out scot free under the guise of you're doing it under the you know, as part of your business or whatever. But anyway, <clears throat> Republican Party is mainly focused on those big, big, massive corporations, making sure that they get bigger. Um, when those corporations grow, they can pay bigger dividends to their shareholders. And then as a bonus, if uh, those corporations' share price goes up, the CEOs and various board of directors running said company get a big, massive uh, payout. You know, I mean, th these are huge money-making machines, these corporations. The massive bulk of the benefit, though, uh, goes to a very tiny percentage of the people that are involved with that corporation. You know, uh, you know, Comcast has thousands of, of employees, but most of them are not making six digits, let alone millions of dollars a year. Um, you know, that that's huge portions of money all being an expense that's all being devoted to one or a handful of individuals. It seems very misguided, but again, the, the purpose is, is to do that. You know, it's to increase shareholder value and to benefit the execs running the company. You know, that, that's really what its purpose is. So it would be nice if, uh, you know, there were, there was more of that level playing field type idea. If, if there was less of a reliance on these big massive corporations. Because uh, it's clear that they don't, they don't have a, an end goal. <laughs> it's just grow. Until when? Who knows? Just they'll just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, Walmart's just gonna keep going until they can get into every single town. You know, McDonald's is pretty close to that. There's not too many towns in America that don't have a McDonald's. You just kind of accept it. You know, thousands of locations around the world. It's a place that makes fucking cheeseburgers, and they're not even that good. You know, it's like. But it's like this tradition or something. The iconic McDonald's. It's just a fucking corporation, you know? They, they make shitty cheeseburgers. 
It's processed food, frozen patties that are made from cows slaughtered at meatpacking plants that are Food Inc. Watch the documentary Food Inc. It's already many years old already, but yeah, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> There's plenty of other better ways to get a cheeseburger. That's far more satisfying than getting one at fucking McDonald's. Got to got it. We just part of this whole kind of readjusting period here and almost falling to fascism is that we we gotta get off of our love of corporate entities. Um, you know, they they become so much of part of our identity that you know we we ended up voting for a corporation basically. You know, a privately held corporation, but we voted for a business to be the president you know like that that's what donald trump is he's, he's a business his business is donald trump you know the the sort of the persona which is the successful businessman the, the real donald trump is one of the worst businessmen in, in all of the world in fact he lost more money than any other person in the entirety of the country for several years running back in the 1980s he lost so much money over some stretches that he was able to avoid paying taxes 10 out of 15 years. In 2016, he only paid $750 in taxes, mostly because he claimed huge losses in many of the companies that he runs. So um, so his persona of the successful businessman is diametrically opposed to the reality of the real Donald Trump, who is literally one of the worst businessmen in all of the world specifically all of this country but possibly in all of the world you know kind of like uh, if you're if you're worst here in the United States it'll put you high on the running for worst worldwide <laughs> tempted to uh, delve into the opening monologue of the Big Lebowski just to uh, keep my mind limber as the dude would say and not get all stressed out about the nonsense of the Trump era. Way out west, there's this fella, fella I want to tell you about. A man by the name of Jeff Lebowski. Well, at least that's the name his loving parents gave him. Lebowski, though, he never had much use for himself. He preferred to go by Dude. Now, Dude. That's the name of no one to self-apply where I come from. But then again, there's a lot about the dude that didn't make much sense. Where you come from, likewise. They say Los Angeles is the city of angels. I didn't find it to be that exactly. Although they do have some nice folks there. And then, uh, you know, but I ain't never been to France seen Queen or Dan Dundee's or the fella said or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, this story about to tell you here happened out west about the dude in Los Angeles. But even though the dude's a lazy man, quite possibly the laziest Los Angeles County to put him high in the running for laziest worldwide. But Sometimes there's a man. Sometimes there's a man. 
Oh. Oh. That's what you thought. Ah, oh, hell. I introduced him enough. Ah. <laughs> oh. I love that movie. I don't know how many times I've seen Big Lebowski. Probably up in the 50s. All right, we're doing a little sidebar here. Best, some of the best movies of the time. Big Lebowski, Days Confused, Pulp Fiction. Breaking Away is one of your great, inspiring, uh, underappreciated movies, I think. It doesn't always, you're getting talked about a lot, but uh, young Dennis Quaid and uh, Daniel Stern and then... Uh, Kelly Leak from Bad News Bears, a few years after Bad News Bears, I think. And uh, about a group of dudes, locals, living in Bloomington, Indiana, where the University of Indiana is. One dude's a really good biker. You know, the poor kids. And they kind of, eventually a sort of bike race against the college kids. And anyway, one of my all-time favorite movies. I love that movie. Uh, it's one of the most inspiring movies. And uh, I haven't seen it in a while. Love stuff like that. It feels like I think one of the reasons why I'm kind of getting sidetracked onto like arts and movies and stuff like that that I like is that's one of the things that's great about this country. You know, there ain't there ain't no like state-run media here. You know, the state the state doesn't get the now there has been times in the past where there was censorship and stuff like that, but pretty much you know. You know how to say whatever you want, make whatever you want, and from that, we, we are able to create some of the best art in the world, because there's the freedom to do it. Um, now, people may still criticize, you know, that kind of stuff. People say shit about movies all the time, and they'll say, you know, people come famous enough, you know, they're going to receive a certain level of heat for it, you know, and, and sort of negativity just because they're well known. You know, sometimes it's warranted, like with Trump, you know, he he deserves all the sort of criticism he can get. But, you know, some of the things that people critique in like, of, like, artists, sometimes just gets a little excessive reeks of uh, jealousy. But anyway, I worry of a future in this country of where, where do the misfits go, you know? Where are the outcasts? Where are the uh, the unwilling to toe the line folk go? You know, I mean, where do most of us go if there's four more years of Trump? And and what happens after that? You know, they just repeal the amendment that limits number of terms for president to two, to, and they just eliminate that and just say, yeah, just have at it, Hoss. Just go as long as you want. Just go full bar, like. We really stirred something up in this Trump era, you know. Like, what are we really about? What What is important to us? You know. I mean, the United States is more than just fifty states. It's more than just the body of land. It's you know, it's it's like it's a it's a dream. It's an idea. It's a it's a like a mindset or something too. It's three hundred plus million of the most diverse human population in the entire history of human civilization. You know, we are a mass of people from all walks of life. Everyone from everywhere is here in the United States of America. Every single corner of the world 
it has some level of representation here in the United States of America. Everyone from everywhere is here. Yeah. There's some connection, you know. And a lot of times it's not even six degrees of separation. It's like, you know, you'll have like a direct relative that... There's American citizens with direct relatives and such and connections to every corner of the world. You know, we are the most diverse populace in the history of human civilization. And still, though, for too many years we've had the, the either-or option. Uh, partly it's because it's presented that way. You know, news is not fake news, it's corporate news. News is run by big, massive, hugely profitable corporations that kind of, you know, control certain networks. And, you know, the sort of big wigs running the corporation get to sort of have a certain say, regardless of what they say. They have a certain say in what news gets pursued and kind of the lean to it. Now, they only have so much say because each person telling the news is a, their own individual person. So uh, you'll, you'll see it even on sort of corporatized news. They, they, you know, the, the people telling it are, are smart people. So like you know, Chris Hayes on MSNBC, he, he's telling it pretty much like it is. You know, MSNBC is not a liberal news network. It's corporate media. But even corporate media has to say something against Trump. Even though the political, you know, uh, the political organization that picked him is the pro-business organization, supposedly. So there's, there's some conflict. But that's why there's also... It's also why Trump was not allowed to get this far. Um, you know... News is not liberal. Uh, it, it is kind of conservative. Uh, and there are still, like, old establishment views and stuff that are still... That still kind of permeates the news, especially on Fox News. Old world kind of views of what the world should be. So, you know, Barack Obama becomes president. And then there's... Um, you know, this old, dumb shit, white guy, racist guy, famous for being that way, who goes on TV saying that he doesn't think that Barack Obama was born in America. That that shouldn't have been news. Why, you know, why was that news? You know, th there was all kinds of people like that guy. You know, that particular individual, yes, later became president of the United States. But at the time, he was just a guy. Yeah, he was on TV a bunch. He had a game show that he hosted, but... He was saying something stupid with no merit to it. Why was it covered as news? Why was his opinion relevant in that way? He didn't hold any public office. Who gives a fuck what his opinion is? Who gives a fuck what my opinion is for that matter? If you want to hear what my opinion is, you can listen to the podcast. But it's certainly not news, you know? That would be kind of weird if it suddenly became news, you know? That's odd. Trump wasn't shouldn't have been covered as news, but the reason he was covered as news... It's for ratings, you know, because the news is a is a profitable, well, sometimes, mostly TV news, can be a very profitable venture, you know, cable networks, you know, advertisers add, you know, pay to advertise their stuff on the news, and that's also another kind of factor, you know, take a look at what type of ads are being seen on the network.
So, uh, it, it would be cool if more of the people that sort of, you know, uh, my, my conservative friends, they, they have like us, they have certain views on abortion, guns, they identify as being Christian, and they identify as being conservative. They like fiscal conservatism, you know, fiscally sound budget. Um, and, you know, I don't want to get too into, like, stereotypes or anything like that, because I'm, like, I start forming pictures in my head, all these, like, they're easily definable, but just those basic parameters. They're real passionate about gun rights. Second Amendment's real big on them. Fiscally conservative. Um, you know, they're, they're uh, individual liberty big on that, state rights, and stuff like that, uh, minimal taxation, don't tread on me, that kind of stuff, yep, like, I'm big on all those things, I mean, I, I don't really give a fuck about guns, but, uh, I, I don't, I don't really have any desire, nor would I think it'd be a good idea to ever repeal the Second Amendment, that would actually be a very fascist thing, uh, if, you know, the government tried to repeal the Second Amendment, make it illegal for the citizens to own any kind of firearm. That, that just gets into a very, uh, that, that, that's almost more scary in a way. Because, yeah. But anyway, I have no desire to own a gun. I don't really like them, but I, I don't want to repeal the Second Amendment. But I also like fiscal conservatism. I like the idea of generating enough revenue to pay for the things that are being you know, paid for. Or at least having some sort of assurance that the things that you're investing in, because some of the things that government can do would be more like investments. You know, like if you're free education, that that's an investment. It takes, you know, anywhere from five to 10 to 20 years to start seeing a solid return on that. But you're just going to have a higher percentage of the population that's, you know, in intelligent. And same with uh, skills training. A higher percentage of the population that has a high level of intelligence and skills training in a wide variety of different fields. What does that mean? Well, it means a more efficient economy, less reliance on big, massive corporations, which is why the Republican Party is against it. But for those folks, small government, fiscal conservative, gun rights, all that kind of thing, you don't need to vote Republican, you know. Yeah. There's a great option for you if, if those things truly are what you care about. You should be going Libertarian, not Republican Party. You know, why, why are you voting Republican? Is it just out of habit? Loyalty? Hey, man, I, you know. Loyalty is good. It's a good trait, but it can be exploited, you know. People's loyalty to the United States gets exploited all the time. You know, think about how many U.S. service personnel have been, were killed in action in Iraq and Afghanistan. What exactly were those wars about, specifically? Does the average person know? Does the average person know that we're still in those that war in Afghanistan? What specifically is it about? What, do we, what is our specific objective? What are we hoping to achieve? There is no winning because it, it's not a fucking football game. It's a, it's a war. 
no wars are won or lost. They're, they're fought, and then they come to an end. And hopefully some sort of resolution happens between the various parties involved to not have to ever have a war again. You know, that, that would be most ideal. But no one wins, you know. We didn't win World War II. Thousands of people died. Thousands of Americans died. We didn't win, you know. Thousands of young, mostly men, boys, really, you know, there's my great uncle, and actually my grandfather too, he listed in the Marines when he was 17. After his four years sent in the Marines, he went to the Naval Academy and became an officer in the Navy. He has a marker in Arlington now. Met him once. Anyway, there's a lot of hardships that are put on people, even if they survive the war. They have to carry that with them forever, you know, and so there, there is no winning. It, it, it's so weird how we use sports analogies for war and war analogies for sports, you know. Going into battle tomorrow and you're talking about a football game. We're, we're going to win tomorrow and you're talking about a, an actual battle, you know. We're going we're gonna to win. We're going to win be doing so much winning you'll be tired of winning <laughs> yeah I'm still tired of winning Donald yeah we've been doing so much winning while you've been in charge so much winning yeah uh-huh I don't what I don't get is like the people still supporting them it's like what are you actually getting besides just the enjoyment of like sticking it to the liberals or whatever Is there anything beyond that? Like truly? Like like more like concrete, substantive, day-to-day -day improvement. Anything? You know? Just evil trade deficit don't don't you know they'll just kinda rattle off a bunch of stuff that they heard on Fox News, none of which has anything to do with their personal lives because they don't own any stock. Or if they do it's you know, just you know small few little bit of mutual funds or something you know kind of scattered around in a few different sectors of the economy you know they're not they're not big investors you know but those pundits on Fox News they get a, paid a huge amount by their kind of the kind of vast Republican establishment of big dark money and you know huge money interest and stuff they get they get you know it, they get paid a lot to kind of say things that are not true, you know, but and to try to sway people, regular people specifically, into voting for Republican. I mean, people at the upper ends of the income spectrum, they know and understand very implicitly what the Republican Party does. You know, they, they see it in their tax returns. You know, that, that number that they have to pay in federal income tax when they fill it out it it's less you know if the republicans are in control for an extended period of time sometimes it might go so low that they might even be able to claim a credit and actually get millions of dollars in refunds tax refunds donald trump is one of the individuals that did that just a few years ago millions in a tax refund so the irs audited 
that particular refund and they have a lot of questions about that um, it seems that he may have engaged in a little bit of trickery also known as tax fraud in order to claim that particular credit that he was indeed issued but seems to have probably already spent it um, he's all bluster the other day at the town mahal he claimed that his $400 million personal loan that he guaranteed that is due within the next few years here is a small portion of his portfolio. I kind of wonder if he was actually saying the truth in that that one particular debt is one of many debts. His total debt is massive. Like, we may find out that Donald Trump is massively underwater. Like, and, and, and beholden very specifically to the very specific types of countries that he praises the most. The Philippines, North Korea, Russia, Turkey, Saudi Arabia. You know, it, it may very come out that... Among all those countries and various, you know, investors from those countries, including maybe even directly or, or indirectly from the leader of set countries themselves, there, there may be hundreds, millions, if not billions of dollars. Who knows, you know, he's in such shit, like, can't believe it's, we've allowed it to get this far and I can't believe we're still letting it go. Um... I can't believe it looks like it might be a kind of a close race. It might, it hopefully will be a landslide. Or hopefully it will be an emphatic rejection of fascism. Because that is, that is what it is. Um, you know, it's, it's what you get when, when you get an organization that, that skews too far to the right. And then doubles down and picks a candidate that is just a complete wild card. You know, a a complete contradiction of their core principles. You create the, it's the perfect mix for a, a very quick descent into fascism, because the Republican Party, even without Trump, is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. A fascist government is very much a government that focuses on the interests of a very small group of people. You know, a very elite, affluent group is what gets the sort of run the government and they run the government through force and oppression you know anyone that is not in that group is an outcast and is uh, subjugated through violence and oppression and intimidation and all kinds of things you know um you know in russia if you speak out against vladimir putin you'll end up in jail or dead you know th there is no free elections so you know, the, the Republican Party on its own it, it, is not the most democratic thing. It, it's a, it, it's the only other option besides Democrats that's been allowed to be presented. Unfortunately, it is an organization that has a very limited focus, and it only benefits a very tiny percentage of the population. So, you know. But then... When that organization that's already pretty far to the right anyway, then elects Donald Trump, who's a narcissistic sociopath, uh, and famously so, 
You know, he's famous for being a con man. He bankrupted six different companies. You know, he created these companies under the guise of being a profitable company. Its true purpose was to benefit him and him alone. You know, that's not how companies work. If a company is only if it, the person running it is only focused on their own personal benefit, then the company will not succeed. You have to think about the other people running the companies, the other people affected by your said company. To best formulate a strategy to remain profitable for an extended period of time. Or indefinitely, more ideal, think Coca-Cola. You know. Not necessarily having to get that big. There's plenty of companies that are long-standing companies have been around for over 100 years that are, you know, just have a couple locations and they're highly successful, but they're just, you know, family-owned, family-run or whatever. And they just do what they do and do what they do well. I think those are good traits to have. We need to have a resounding rejection of fascism, though, in this election. It needs to be emphatic. What say you, people out there? What do you care about? Do you like having the right to free speech? Do you like having the ability to practice whatever religion you want? When you want and where you want? You know. Do you like being able to move around freely? Do you like being able to express your views without threat of violence? Do you like being able to pick who the leaders are and having a say in that? Well, the answer is yes to all those, then you should not be voting for Donald Trump. Now, who you vote for otherwise is, is up to you. There are other candidates besides just Joe Biden. It's just we're only presented two. There's also a Libertarian, Green Party, Socialist Party, Constitutionalist Party, just to name a few. But there's, you know, so there's other people running for president besides Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And that's the other unfortunate thing. Any of the other candidates in the other parties would obviously be better than Donald Trump. Obviously. He, th that's what's so frustrating. It's like he's the worst among us. Famously so as well. For decades now. It, it was the elephant in the room. You know, it was the worst kept secret in pop culture. Donald Trump is a con man. He was a con man. But at at the peak of his career, the, there there was it, there was plenty of people presenting the news at the time in in present day or whatever back in the day. That I don't know. It just seemed clear to me the way they were presenting it that they understood that he was a con man. You know, it, it, you know, another business venture failed. It, it was all... That's what he was famous for, you know. And then cheating on his wives and being kind of racist, sexist, and just kind of stupid. And just being kind of a whore for publicity and just willing to do anything just to be on TV. He didn't really have any substance, though. And he was just kind of famous for being famous. So his brand was him. And he was this famous guy who was born wealthy. He wasn't really successful. He was just born wealthy. And he used his wealth to get himself on TV and then to promote his businesses, which always failed. You know, it's just, it's just so weird that he's 
now the president, now running for a second term. It's like, when, when does it stop? You know? And then there's still, to this day, he has these rallies, and there's like a good bunch of people there, like all excited to see him. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> really? You're enjoying doing the wrong thing that much. You're getting that much of a kick out of it. Of seeing other people squirm as you do this thing that you know is wrong. You know, again, if you're going to church every Sunday and you're reading the Bible, you know, <laughs> you know that what you're doing if you're supporting Trump is, is wrong. You, you know that. You know, no one should have to tell you that. But, I mean, especially if you're reading the Bible all the time, you're going to church every Sunday, supporting a guy like him is the wrong thing. It couldn't be more obvious about it. You, you know, he kind of rubs people's faces in it, you know. He, he Like, he kind of brags about how bad he is and about how opposite of, you know, a righteous, virtuous path that he goes, you know. He, he's proud of it, he, you know. He, he's the kind of in the embodiment of those seven deadly sins type thing, you know. He, he's, he's the personification of it. And again, famously so. That that's why he was famous. That's what he was famous for. You know, but there's still. You know, I'm, I'm, I keep waiting for there to be just a huge mass exodus from the Trump show, and kind of spearheaded by, uh, you know, spiritual awakening among people that are, you know, devout Christian and such. But they, they got kind of lulled into something. I, I don't know how. I don't know why. It has something to do with the Republican Party, you know. For whatever reason, many years ago, a lot of people identifying as Christian really latched, latched on to the Republican Party, uh, the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy. Um, and it's it has something to do with the abortion thing, but that's just very confusing, you know. Like, the Cliff Notes version of Christianity isn't abortion is bad. Like, but they, that, that's the other thing with the, like, the abortion debate, is, is like, it gives Christianity a bad name. It, it, like, simplifies the message to something that is not really, you know, it, it, there's a couple, I think there's a few verses in the Old Testament kind of referring to abortion, but one of them is, like, giving a, reason why you would need to you know so it's like it's not like an emphatic absolute and it's certainly not anything that's in the you know permeates the new testament so to to vote for an organization as a christian purely and solely because of the abortion issue which is such a small portion of the message in the bible it's just kind of strange How, what does the republican party do to help cure the sick, to help feed the hungry, you know, to help provide for the people, you know, to help keep people safe, you know, yeah, to, to help, like, protect the environment and stuff, like, to provide education to people. What are they doing in that regard? You, you know, to improve the quality of life of people, what are they specifically doing? You know, how easy is it to get health care? How easy is it to get an education? How easy is it to get food to eat? How easy is it to get shelter? clean drinking water. What about those things? You know, th those are kind of more important if you're, and this should be kind of the focus, 
if you're identifying as Christian. The abortion thing, whatever your opinions are, that that's fine. But, you know, that's not really... That, that, that's like a... There's, the Bible's a big book. There's there's lots in it, but and that, that's one of the things in it. But that's not really like kind of an overarching message that's you know repeated throughout, you know, and especially in the New Testament. So it's like to sum it all down to that, and the base, you know, a politician says, "I am pro life." So you're like, "Oh, well, that's the one I have to vote for then." What? So, therefore, what? Making abortion illegal? which means that a getting one would be a crime. So if you engage in a certain particular type of medical procedure that's existed for thousands of years, you'll go to jail, no matter what the reasoning for your that particular medical procedure. You go to jail, you're committing a crime now. Uh, or getting abortion is legal, that means that anytime someone gets pregnant, they'll have to be declared on some sort of registry, and then a government agent would have to monitor the pregnancy to make sure that nothing happens during, or, you know... Um, I get people not liking abortion, but what, what do you mean as far as the government being involved? I, I get what your opinions are, and that's fine. You're entitled to them. What does the government have to do with it? You know, where do they fit in? And if you ban it, what does that mean? That means it's a crime. Then what? You know, what, what, how does it solve the problem? What is a better way? Invest in sex education, you know? Invest in healthcare. Invest more in Planned Parenthood. You know a great resource to go to if you're looking to be a parent and you're planning to be a parent and you want to get information, go to Planned Parenthood. That's what they do. A small portion of what they do is abortions. What they also do is, you know, early, you know, pregnancy kind of health clinic type thing. Health. It's a health clinic, you know, so the various services and information for, you know, soon-to-be mothers so yeah but you know investment in sex education easier access to contraception and stuff access to contraception doesn't encourage sex it just encourages safe sex um, young people are gonna have sex people are gonna have sex people have sex that's, you know, that's something that people human beings do you know some people start younger than others after they're gonna have sex they should be practicing safely less have to have an unwanted pregnancy should also mean more very good investigation into or you know investment in the sex crimes detectives and you know those kind of investigators and such to you know catch and apprehend and convict and all that kind of thing sexual predators and get them off the streets some abortions are because of that getting raped and then getting pregnant it's a dark thing that people probably don't want to think about, but it's also part of it. In, in either way, the government should, just does not need to be involved in a, a particular type of medical procedure. Whatever your thoughts are on that medical procedure are your thoughts and you're entitled to them. It's a medical procedure that exists. If you're not comfortable with it, then don't get it. We, we don't need to be <laughs> putting people in jail or uh, persecuting people because they got that particular medical procedure. We also don't need to be inflating what that procedure is and, and, and putting things that aren't, you know, and to, to try to make it more extreme than what is actually happening, you know. 
Like there is no afterbirth pregnancies. That's not a thing. That those don't happen. But there's Americans out there that vote for the Republican Party because they think that there's these things called afterbirth abortions. Donald Trump, President of the United States, even talked about them once. But he says so much stupid shit every single day for three, four years now. Yeah, you know, some of those real zingers of stupidity kind of get missed. And that was one of the stupid things that he said a while back, you know, that there was afterbirth abortions that the Democrats were approving. It It's so idiotic, but what are you going to do? You know, when we don't invest in education, then we get a lot of stupid people that are susceptible to propaganda and nonsense, you know, and, and they just... They don't know any better, you know. They're good people, good hearts, and they work hard, but they got manipulated, you know. They got manipulated by a con man. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're voting on, if your main core principles are the golden rule, forgiveness, uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, uh, you know, tithe 10%, and, you know, your tithing should go to help feeding the hungry and curing the sick type thing. If those are your core cool principles, yeah, uh, you, you should not be voting for Donald Trump then. And the thing is, if those things I just said, you know, kind of the teachings of Jesus, empathy for others, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, helping cure the sick, feeding the hungry. If those truly are your core principles, you know what to do. <laughs> you know that you shouldn't be voting for Trump. And just because a bunch of other people that are kind of saying the same thing, are saying that they're going to vote for Trump too, that doesn't make it okay. No. <laughs> he needs to face some consequences for the harm that he's caused others throughout his life. You know, he doesn't need to be continued to be rewarded just because he wants to be rewarded. You know, you don't always get what you want. Yes, Donald Trump wants to be president a second term so that he can avoid prosecution for his crimes that he's committed. Yes, Donald Trump is an unindicted co-conspirator to a federal crime. The other co-conspirator, a man by the name of Michael Cohen, who already served time in prison, did the things that he did at the request of Donald Trump. Yeah. That's, that case is still pending. You know, they're just kind of waiting for the guy that committed those crimes, allegedly. You know, he hasn't been convicted and suspects are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. <clears throat> but they can't charge him with anything until he's no longer the president. And then there is also this uh, issue of tax fraud and insurance fraud being committed by possibly both Donald Trump, the individual, and the Trump Organization. These are very serious crimes that can sometimes be several years per um, per charge for per count. So you know, yeah, um, he's got to face the music at some point, and he's getting pretty old. You know, it, now it's probably better than ever. You know, he he went a little too far, and the other thing is the Republican Party's got to pay a little price too. Their, their price is an easy one. Both In both cases, it's an easy price. They just kind of, some of them lose their jobs. That's it. You know, n nothing really dire. You know, 
they'll, they'll move on, you know. But uh, the Republican Party has to lose some control of the government. You know, we have to kind of reject their way. And maybe they can restructure and be a sort of little bit more moderate uh, view. But we have to find some better options for people who are focused on small government, minimal taxation, you know, individual liberty and, and identify as being conservatives. We've we got to find some better options for those kind of people besides the Republican Party. Because that organization doesn't give a fuck about them you know <laughs> like if you're a working class person the republican party is not going to be doing anything that's going to protect your interests that, that that's just not what they're focused on they'll tell you whatever you want to hear you know about abortion or gay marriage or whatever the fuck you're into but yeah when it comes time to vote yeah they're going to be focused on the wealthy and big corporations that's what they do you know so they're, they're salesmen you know they're they're selling you a, a pipe dream, uh, and and you bought it, but it's really just a, a load of bullshit, you know. You you bought this dream from them, you know. You keep thinking that they're going to deliver, and that's just not. And they keep telling you that they are, you know. You're working class person. The Republican Party's like bragging to you how, how all these great things they did, tax reform, tax reform, tax reform. Aren't you happy, person making thirty grand a year? <laughs> Republican Party signed a did tax reform a few years ago. They signed a tax bill. Aren't you so happy? You're doing so much better now, right? I mean, that was three years ago. So you've seen a dramatic improvement, yes? Like and, and like, or there was some sort of offset, like you know your taxes went down dramatically. Or if they stayed the same, then like there was a further investment in your community, and somehow like things improved. Yes, yes, right? Eh. Your community have ton plenty of money for PPE when a coronavirus hit. You you know your your state or community wasn't caught with their pants down like when the coronavirus hit. You, you know you, you had you had a stockpile and money in reserves to kind of take care of that. It was no big deal. Again, Republican Party signed a tax bill three years ago, so uh, plenty long for effects of to take into to go into effect. You know, so. But yeah, not not really, you know. Vital funds were cut. Other less important programs were elevated. Now we got this coronavirus. So, oh, it's crazy times. Can't wait till it's past this Trump thing. What kind of craziness reveals itself after that? I don't know. And how? What what kind of weird movement gets created from this? From the ashes of the Trump thing, F indeed that does end in November and then get fully sealed up in January. I don't know. Maybe all the MAGA folk will just go home and just go back to work and just kind of go on with their lives. That'd be best. Hopefully, none of them get too crazy. But yeah, homecoming threats here. So hopefully, everyone vote. Make sure you don't vote Trump. Stay safe. Wear your mask. God bless.